My name is Sophie Stubbs, and you are listening to the Modern Housewife Podcast, a podcast that encourages and equips the modern woman of faith with the tools to pursue purpose in and outside of the home. Who said your dreams had to die when she started giving birth to little minions? God has shown us that though pursuing our dreams look different in various seasons, it is not impossible. So whether you are in the trenches of newborn life or you are dealing with tantrums every 30 minutes, there is space for you here at the table as we navigate what it looks like to be a modern housewife pursuing her dreams. Leave encouraged and refreshed. Thank you for listening to The Modern Housewife. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Housewife Podcast. I am so excited that you are joining us for another episode, and I am here to talk to you today about something that's very near and dear to my heart, because this is something that I'm currently walking through, and this is something that I'm currently learning, and you know that I am very big on my platform about being just transparent, honest, and vulnerable, because I believe um, that there's power in our story, there's power in our testimony, and I always want you guys to know that God is no respecter of persons. And I think that we are so used to, especially in our generation, um, just seeing a highlight reel on social media, seeing a highlight reel of somebody's life on Instagram or Facebook, and then comparing ourselves to that. You know, people share the big things that happen when they come up with a new business, when they start a new chapter of their life, when they get married, when they have babies, um, when they launch a new podcast or a new book. But a lot of times people do not take people on the back end of their lives while they are in the process. And so though it is amazing to share all these amazing, beautiful, and wonderful things, I think it's just as important to show the back end of things because um, that really encourages people. And you know that you are not alone in your struggle. You are not alone in your trial. And if God can do it for somebody like me, God can definitely do it for you, which is why I am um, super transparent here on my platform. And so today, We are talking about learning to trust God in suffering. Like I said, this is an area that I am currently learning and growing in because I am in a period of what I would call, quote unquote, suffering. Um, I'm going to define it for us. I mean, God is still good. God is still here. God is still present. But I am in a season of quote unquote suffering. And so I really wanted to just open up my heart today, share with you guys what God is teaching me in this season, um, because suffering can be something that is super challenging to walk through and go through and also can be something that is super challenging to keep your faith and maintain your faith while you are going through it. And so I just wanted to share what I'm learning and I just pray that I will offer some hope to you, some encouragement to you. And so let's get into it. So suffering can be defined as Um, The state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. You know, this is something that God has really been shifting my perspective on. This idea of suffering. Because I think for the longest subconsciously, even though I would say that this wasn't something that I dealt with, I viewed suffering as punishment. 
if I was undergoing a trial, if I was undergoing something um, that was a giant or bigger than me, I automatically associated that with punishment. Like, God, why am I going through this? What have I done? How have I messed up? Why am I still experiencing this? And so I just want to share a little bit about my current story with suffering. Recently, I have started talking on my platform more about mental health. Um, and this is something that is so important for me because this is something that I have struggled with for a while and it is something that I am currently walking through. And so for the longest, I did not share my story about um, just walking through depression or walking through anxiety because um, there was shame that came with that, especially as a woman that um, is called to ministry, for a woman that encourages and uplifts others and pours into others and people come to for advice and upliftment. Um, I also didn't feel like I could share that with anybody. I didn't want it to be a burden on anybody. And so normally when I would go through what I call tough seasons or tough cycles where I was feeling really low or really down, I would kind of just withdraw for a little bit and with God work my way back on up until I felt better and then I would reemerge. And so I really felt the Lord calling me to do something a little differently in this season and that is actually sharing my journey more openly with you guys because like I said, I believe there is many of you guys that are suffering. There's many of you guys that are dealing with depression. There's many of you guys that are dealing with anxiety. There's many of you guys that are dealing with worry, fear, job loss, you name it and you feel disqualified from your call because of what you're dealing with because of what you're walking through because of what you're going through and so I want to serve as an example that if I can if God can do it through me while walking through depression if God can do it through me while walking through anxiety that you are no different that God is no respecter of persons and that he is for you and he is not against you and he is literally with you in the midst of the suffering in the midst of what you're going through the enemy wants to convince you that God is not there with you the enemy wants to convince you that God is not there with you in the valley. The enemy wants to convince you that you are in your depression alone. The enemy wants to convince you that you are in your anxiety alone. The enemy wants to convince you that it will always be this way so that you sit down and you close your mouth and you do not do the thing that God has called you to do. But if you see the Lord doing it through somebody else, I pray that it will serve as an example that if he can do it in me, that he can do it in you. It says in the word that greater is he that lives in us than he who lives in the world. And that means in respect to anything. God is not a God that is closed off to a box. God is not a God that is closed up to specific areas of our lives. I know it's hard for us at times because we come compartmentalize the power of God and what he can do in us and what he wants to do through us but the reality is that God is not a compartmentalized God God flows through every single area of our life and that is even through our suffering that is even through our heartache that is even through our pain it is even through the things guys that we do not understand you know I'm in a season where I'm like God I do not even want to understand this thing anymore I don't even want to understand the suffering anymore. 
I don't even want to understand why it's still here because I think at times just the condemnation alone of why you are a believer and you are still going through this thing can that that alone can be heavy enough to just stop you and throw you into a state of depression the condemnation the shame you trying to figure out why am I still here God why am I still going through things and I know that has been me I know that has been my life and so I am just here to just share what God is doing in me what he is showing me to, to like I said offer hope and to offer encouragement so I I'm in a current season guys where I'm walking through depression I'm walking through anxiety you know for the longest I felt that there was an action connected to the absence of the depression and anxiety that I faced. You know, I thought if I did more, if I prayed enough, if I fasted enough, if I read more of the scriptures, if I just stayed in the presence of God all day, that I would no longer experience this thing. And what I found in my personal journey, everybody's journey is different. I'm just speaking to the area of my life that in this season of life I would consider suffering what I found was that no matter how much I did those things the depression was still there the anxiety was still here the the worry was still here and so it got to a point with God where I began to get angry and I began to get bitter about it because I did not understand God why am I doing all the things that I know to do and I still am dealing with this thing and so God has really been changing my mind on on who he is as um, Jehovah Jireh, what healing means, what healing really is. You know, God is our healer. God can heal like this. When we look into the Bible and we really study the scriptures, we see the Lord healing in multiple ways. It says in the word that by Jesus stripes, we are healed. So that means that God is a healer. And when you go throughout the scriptures, you comb throughout the scriptures and you really read the word, we see healing manifest in a plethora of ways. There was times where Jesus sent a word and y'all, the person got healed. There was times where Jesus used something physical like dirt and spit to, to help heal a blind man and that's how he was healed. There was times where Jesus just laid hands and that's how that person was healed. But there was also times where Jesus lit, left a village and there were some people who did not get healed in that place. When we see suffering in the word of God, when we even see disease, when we even see sickness, there were times where there were believers, even believers that were faithful in the word of God. There was believers like Dorcas that says that she was faithful to God. There was people like Lazarus who was faithful to God and still they found themselves in a place of suffering. They found themselves in a place of sickness. They found themselves in a place that they never probably thought that they would be as followers of God. But what I'm starting to learn is that God uses all things to work together for the good of those who believe him, believe in him. And not to say that he is the source or he is the reason why, because I don't want to take away from the healing power of our God because he is a healer but we see the manifestation of healing appear in the word in so many different ways and so it is a possibility to believe God for your healing the manifestation while still waiting for it here on this earth and that's what we're talking about how do you trust God through the suffering how do you trust God when you prayed about it when you fasted about it when you do all that you know to do and that suffering is still there the job loss is still there the death of the loved one is still there the death of a child is still there. The depression is still there. The anxiety is still there. Do you know that God wants to teach us 
how to live in the midst of. God wants to teach us how to trust in the midst of. God does not want it to be a thing where we wait to live until that thing is gone, but he wants to teach us that he is for us and he is not against us. The mere evidence of the way that he carries you through your suffering is the fact that he is real and he is good and he's the truth and he is the life and he is the way. The fact that when there are days where I am so depressed that I don't even feel like I can get out of bed and I have to depend on him every single minute to do the next task that I need to do. That alone shows the greatness of our God. That alone shows how good he is. And sometimes we focus so much on the giant that we do not focus on the miracles that he is working in the midst of the giant. Even if the giant hasn't completely fallen yet, I want to encourage you that he is for you and he is with you and he wants you to live in the midst of the giant still being there and that does not mean that the giant will not be eradicated at some point in time but he still wants you to have hope in the midst of he still wants you to live in the midst of he still wants you to pursue your purpose in the midst of he still wants you to encourage others in the midst of because the fact that you need him to get through the suffering that you are going through it builds a dependency on God it builds a, a dependency and a trust on him that he will come through when you need him to come through and it may not always be when you want it it may not be the full eradication of what you're going through there's sometimes when I'm anxious and I'm just like man God this anxiety is still here but the fact God that I'm able to still communicate the fact God that I'm able to still minister the fact God that I'm able to still be the wife and the mom that you called me to be is evidence not of me but it's evidence of you it's evidence of your power it's evidence of your glory it's evidence of your strength so I want to encourage you guys to not be so focused on the giant that you don't see what God is doing in the midst of the giant still being there like I said um, there's times in the Bible where Jesus could heal but just because he could doesn't mean he always did it. You know, there's scriptures that say that there were still more people to be healed in the village when he left. Because he says, I am now needed at this place. And something that God has revealed to me with healing is that sometimes there is multiple layers and levels to the healing that God needs to do in our lives. And so the truth is the healing has already taken place. But because it may be multifaceted, depending on what you are believing God for, there is time with that. There's time attached to that. But with that time, there's lessons. There's things that are unfolding that he's teaching you. And so it's being aware that just because things don't happen like this, and that doesn't mean he can't do it, like I said, because I've seen him do things like this in my life and in others' lives. But if it is delayed, if our healing is delayed, God, what are you teaching us through it? What am I learning through this situation? I'm learning that God does not want our love to, for him to be based off of the miracles that he can do in our lives. You know, he still wants us to love him even when, even if he doesn't, that faith. You know, God, you can, but even if you don't, I will still worship you. That's that type of faith Daniel had where he was like, God, 
even if like my God can do it and he will do it. But even if he doesn't, he is still good. I will still worship him. And suffering is a time where that becomes a reality, where you really start to build up your faith in this area and your maturity and love for God, where you say, God, even if you don't, and that's where I'm at. God, even if you don't do this, you can do it. I believe in you that you can do it. I have faith that you can do it. But even if you don't, God, teach me how to love you in spite of. Teach me how to be faithful to you, God, in spite of. Teach me how to live out the calling and walk in the purpose that is in attached to my life in spite of. And so he's shown me that it's possible to have that even if it doesn't faith. And so I just want to share some scriptures that um, can be a source of encouragement. And then I'm going to close out in prayer. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Romans 12, 2. Last one. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. James 1, 2. I just want to encourage you today, if you find yourself in a place of suffering, one, that you're not alone. Two, that God is still going to work powerfully through you. And that he's for you and not against you. So I just want to pray right now. Father God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy, God. I thank you, God, that you are a God of the mountaintop, but you are also a God of the valley, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have not brought us here, God, to leave us here, God. I thank you, God, that you are a God of power. I thank you, God, that you are a God of a strength. I thank you, God, for revelation. I thank you for opening up our minds, God, to who you are, God, to another facet of your personality, God, to another facet, God, of just who you are so we can experience you, God, in a new way. I just pray, God, for anybody who is watching or listening to this God that is dealing with suffering God that is battling in one area of their life God I just pray God against heaviness within their spirit God I just pray against anxiety right now depression right now worry God fear God job loss God insecurity God low self-esteem God I pray against it right now Lord in the mighty name of Jesus I pray for breakthrough God I pray for healing power God I pray for her, even if it doesn't faith, even if it doesn't God, I pray Lord that you will build them up God so that they will be steadfast in your word, so that they will be steadfast in your truth, so that they will be so grounded God that even if you don't do it God, we will still worship you God, even if you don't do it God, we will still proclaim your goodness, even if you don't do it God, we will still walk in your grace, even if you don't do it God, we will still walk in your mercy, even if you don't do it God we will still walk in your and the call that you have for our lives God and so I pray right now God against every demonic attack on our lives and I declare that it will have no place I declare that it will bear no fruit I pray God that as we 
continue to walk in you, God. That you will strengthen our backs, God. To carry, God, what you called us to carry, God. I pray in those moments, God, of depression, anxiety, and those moments, God, of suffering, that you will remind us of your word, that you will remind us of your truth, that you will remind us that you are here, that you will remind us that you are in the room, that you will remind us, God, that your glory is in this place, that you will remind us, God, that one touch from you can change everything. I pray against hopelessness right now in the mighty name of Jesus and declare that it will have no place over us, God. I pray, Lord, that you will bring a spirit of contentment within us as we wait in faith for the manifestation of what we're hoping for, that we will also be content in you and in your power and in your strength. We know, God, that it is only you that satisfies. It is only you that satisfies our soul. It is only you that satisfies our needs. And so, God, we're praying, God, for our outpouring. We're praying, God, that you will fill us up. We're praying, God, that you will fill us up till we overflow. That even if you don't remove the thorn, God, that's in our flesh, God, the same way Paul had a thorn that was in his flesh, God, that we will worship you anyway, that we will believe in you anyway, that we will trust in you anyway. Help strengthen our faith, God. Help eliminate our doubt, God. Help strengthen our security, God, within you, within your word, within your truth. You are the light of the world. You are you are the soul of the earth. God has placed you in this earth to do a good thing. God has placed you in this earth to do a new thing. God has placed you in your, this earth to do something that only you can do. And that is even in the midst of your suffering. And so I want to encourage you today that you are a daughter of God. That you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That you are beautiful. That he has called you to do something that only you can do. And you're suffering. The suffering does not stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Just because you're going through suffering does not mean you did anything wrong. Like I talked about earlier, Job went through a period of suffering and there was nothing wrong that Job did. It was everything right that Job did that propelled him catapulted him and through that season of suffering but as he went through that season of suffering as he went through that refining there was something that Job got on the back end of that and God gave him everything tenfold what he had lost and so I want to encourage you right now that just because you are going through a season of trial does not mean that you've done anything wrong and does not mean that God is not there with you in the midst of. So I just want to end the prayer and saying in Jesus' name, amen. I pray this encouraged you. I pray that this was a blessing to you. Um, if this was a blessing to you, Please share this with somebody. Share with someone who needs to be encouraged, who needs to be uplifted, who is suffering, who may be battling depression, anxiety, who may be going through a tough season. Share with them. Encourage them. Uplift them in this season of suffering as they go through. And let them know that if this is for six months or is for a lifetime, 
that God is for you and he's not against you. I pray you guys have an amazing day. Until next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Modern Housewife podcast. We would love to connect with you and hear your favorite part of the episode. If this podcast blessed your life, share with another Modern Housewife and make sure that you're connected to us via social media at Sophie Stubbs, S-O-P-H-I-E-S-T-U-B-B-S underscore. All the info we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes below. We cannot wait to see you next time. Thank you.